Jerry! Sign fuck. Malcolm, would you would you turn a homosexual for Trudeau's affection? Uh, no. Are you sure? No, because, well, it's because he was a teacher at my high school, as a, so. I'm not saying Trudeau the Elder. I mean Justin. <laughs> Is the older Trudeau even alive? No, the, the older Trudeau died in like the 90s, I believe. I mean, the way my dad used to talk about Pierre Trudeau, it sounded like he was like the coolest guy ever. And then you look up photos of him, you're like, that's the guy? Like he was just like, oh man. So what it is, there's this infamous photo of, P- I believe it's P- Pierre Trudeau. He's got a knife in his, he's got like, I think something in his mouth and he's wearing a Nazi uniform. Uh, okay, what's um, with these guys getting caught in these costume situations? What, what the does fuck? this keep happening to the Trudeau men? <laughs> There's, they've got a curse. Some genius cursed them. That's the, like the myth of this. Uh, of this, like the story, which is why it's like the spike helmet. That was my dad. He would be like, he, he did this. He was a fucking badass. And I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> like, I, I'm like, not son. gonna lie, young Trudeau is not exactly that far from from me. I mean, I think he looks probably better, but that might just be the picture. It's like looking in a sexy mirror. <laughs> yeah. So, what, so what I'm hearing, Robert, is that you need to immigrate to Canada to become prime minister in the next. Oh, yeah, be crazy. well, we've already had the discussions about how I'm going to solve. Uh, Vladimir Putin with a paternity test. What? <laughs> like physically? Well, no, we've talked about this, how how much I look like young Vladimir Putin. Yeah, but can you say it a little bit closer to the microphone? I look like young Vladimir Putin. <laughs> yep. It's well, true. Uh, that's all we need. And uh... <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's all we need. Not a paternity test. No DNA bullshit. I'm just, I'm in. I'm in. Look. I'm in this. I, I'm in the oligarchy. Listen, he needs a he needs a successor, so why not be you? Hey, he wasn't always a power hungry dictator, okay? He used to be a KGB head. I'm just realizing that both of the men that I've been compared so far, of comparing myself so far, that I kind of look a little bit like at a young age, both grow uh get old and become bald, and so I'm very sad. Yeah, you also in photos, when you smile and the sun's in your eyes, look like Robert De Niro. <laughs> yes, like I see Went when I smile in regular life, you're smiling like a tam. Um, oh, oh, thank you. I'm good. Yeah. It's good to know that I could never have a modeling career. You're smiling like you. I said you're smiling like a 10. All right, I, but, yeah, but if you only not in photos, and that doesn't the whole point of being a model is to do it in photos from, from the neck down, you could probably get a sweet modeling gig. Yeah, you got you got that body, right? You got that model. <laughs> no, I said the you got a big dick. <laughs> so you just want me back into porn is what you're saying i'm just saying to use your assets to your advantage we have several appointments i'll take them through his appointments tomorrow malcolm they want you all right all the time <laughs> everybody wants Every, you. everybody wants you all right listen you might not smile good on camera but uh but you got that body that says it's camera ready all right baby you got a face for postcards and a voice for wait. That's just a compliment. Yeah, you got a face for radio and a voice for uh, postcards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got a face for radio <laughs> and a voice for pornography. Look, yeah. I need your dick on the Fruit of the Loom set tomorrow at 3 a.m. Listen, someone's got to be the banana and uh, you got the job, baby. <laughs> and we know you with your major deformity and mutation, the grapes are right there, too. <laughs> Listen, kid, you're very popular in the San Fernando Valley right now. 
<laughs> all right. But I'm trying to get you out of the valley under Newport Beach, if you know what I mean. All right. Have you ever heard of the production company called Gay TV? <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard of uh, a website named Sean Cody? All right. Sean Cody, very interested in you. I, I can't take you seriously with those sunglasses, Malcolm. Yeah, yeah. You, you are wearing those ridiculous quarter, like American quarter size sunglasses, the size of a loony, I believe, in, in your funny money. He looks like an extra in the Matrix movie showed up without like the rest of his outfit. (laughs) That would be so awesome. He's in the Matrix movies, just dressed as schlubby as possible. (laughs) Listen, everyone, uh, everyone was, uh, you know, they're talking about like, oh, they're stealing my image for AI in 2023. Listen, baby, I sold my image to AI in 2001. It's been paying dividends ever since. Before it was cool. You ever look at a movie and see the extras in the background? I'm there. Yeah, it's me, kid. That's me, baby. Uh, they just put me in different color shirts. Yeah, you ever see that ad where uh, they make uh, that Velveeta cheese? I'm in that, baby. <laughs> you are, you're the Velveeta cheese? Yeah, I'm you're the cheese. The <laughs> like, we, like we zoom into like the CG of the Velveeta cheese, and it's just millions of Malcolm. <laughs> no, no. No, no, it can't be. He's everywhere. Why is he that appetizing? Listen, I have a body that, you know, can stretch. You've got a body that can fall. All right? <laughs> a body that can stretch? What kind of fucking I don't attitude? like the way you Wait, said that. stop that commercial. Zoom in on that red lobster signature lobster plate. Recognize that lobster? My God. Mwah, baby. That's me, baby, covered in butter. <laughs> Wait, wait. Not only did you sell a CG version of yourself, you sold a CG version of yourself covered in butter. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean. I threw that in as a freebie. I told the uh, the Wachowski sisters, I was like, take this and sell it as you will, all right? My body is public domain. They sold Malcolm's likeness to WWE. He's the default creator wrestler now. <laughs> Every time you beat someone's ass, yo. Yeah, yo. He, like he's also all the extras, like the CG extras in the ring that are like the the viewer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, they just put different wigs uh, in, uh, on me. Yeah, I look like Reba from uh, Reba, the TV show from the uh, 2000s. Everyone loves Reba. My mom liked uh, like that show. Did your single mothers also like that show, boys? Not you, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, my uh, I don't think my mom ever watched that show. My mom like my mom's like favorite show that like got canceled too early was a show called Dirty Sexy Money what? on ABC. That does not sound like a real show. That again just sounds like porn. <laughs> yeah, listen, that's a real show, all right? And that's what that's how I made my money back in the day. My big money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my likeness. That's why my mom liked it so much. <laughs> <laughs> that dirty sexy money. Listen, mama. Mama has to have bills paid, all right? You ever zoom no. in on a on a twenty dollar bill here in the States? <laughs> zoom in. It's me, yeah. man. It's me, all right. I'm George Washington, all right. Zoom in on I... the World Trade Center. <laughs> you the see sm- that guy? Oh, yeah. Recognize the him? plane, all the onlookers. <laughs> Yeah, that's why you know it's an inside job. All right, uh, Muhammad bin. Malcolm, this is the baby. point where I wake up into the uh, <laughs> wake up from the dream, sweating, <laughs> to hyperventilating. Oh my god! 
your 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 wife is just like it's okay, sweetie. It was just a bad dream. You turn, it's just Malcolm. It's you, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, baby. All right. <laughs> Listen, kid. We can make millions together. All right. You just gotta you gotta scream for me a little bit. All right. Hey, wait. But uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, go watch uh, Chicago Fire on NBC. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There Stop you go. that. Zoom in on that fire. Zoom in <laughs> on that fire. Yeah. He's everywhere. Recognize that flame. <laughs> it's me. The, the, the WGA has like a hit list and Malcolm is at the top of it. He's he's replacing everybody. Wait, wait, uh, listen, wait, wait, I'm wait. the number one scab in this town, all right? <laughs> the one man scab. The setting after is completely because of Malcolm. Hold on. Pause that footage of Prime Minister Shinzo Abe speaking in front of a small crowd. He's recognized an assailant with an improvised weapon. Check, check the barrel of that improvised weapon. <laughs> My God, the bullet was Malcolm. It was me the whole time. You can't oh. keep getting away with it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, so we've stumbled upon the greatest bit on the podcast. <laughs> I don't think we're going to top this guy. <laughs> Another news. Uh, strip mall in Arlington, Texas has come under fire. We have some images of the assailant. <laughs> Vancouver's own Malcolm McLeod. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just a picture of him having fun at a Canucks game. Yeah. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Have you ever seen that uh, that Beavis and Butthead where there's a dramatic reenactment of them stealing from an ATM? It's just like Beavis and Butthead pulling up in a, like a nice car, and they're just like, "These cash machines are the best thing to happen to petty thieves like us." Uh, <laughs> I can practically smell the cash. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm guessing it's juxtaposed against like the real scene. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's something that doesn't happen enough in fiction is like when like someone's accused of a crime that they do like a reenactment, but it's a different like person or a different drawing doing that. Like I, yeah. it's a gag that I absolutely adore. And yeah, it happens like maybe once a, a decade. Drake and Josh did that sort of. Also, I think Barry did that. <laughs> like the show. Yeah, Barry. I think Barry did that in like final season. Barry, Barry did that in its series finale. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> I've seen it. I'm still not the biggest fan of the show, but I I, I think its good points really shine. Hey, uh, speaking of uh, Drake and Josh, I've been thinking about it recently, <laughs> and uh, I can't. I've been unable to separate the fact that Dan Schneider has worked yeah. on some of my favorite Nickelodeon shows from when I was a kid. You know what I mean? You know how people are always just like, I thought that foot segment on iCarly was always kind of strange. You know. <laughs> yeah wonder wonder why <laughs> are there any this is, it leads up to my question are there any moments from sitcoms that you can remember standing out to you as particularly odd from when you were a kid i think i'm projecting when i say what from a kid because i remember one in particular and that was when the episode of family matters was on where laura was being harassed about being black at school and someone just like straight up spray painted the n-word on her locker and they showed that on tv Oh, that's right. I, I was like, I, what the fuck? <laughs> How can this be a I mean, that was also a part of like a, a, a long stand, not a long standing, but that like era in, in like production where like, whether it was like the proud family or a few others, like black oriented, uh, oriented shows, there was an episode where something racist happened. I mean, for Christ's sake and fresh Prince, like 
<laughs> Will Will Smith's character gets shot, and it's like it's a comedy. You ever seen the one where he, there is a racial one like that where he gets arrested for driving someone's Bentley, and like they totally <laughs> gave him their permission yeah. to drive the Bentley to Palm Springs or whatever, and uh, Uncle Phil goes down there and he's just like, "Your grandchildren are not going to be grandchildren lawyers." <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's actually kind of a nice scene because he's just like, he, they, those boys didn't steal my car and all that jazz. And I mean, I mean, but still, there is an episode where Will Smith is shot and then he has to stop Carlton from killing somebody. Give me a hug, man. <laughs> but one of my favorite moments that I ever saw, like live, like I was just, I was randomly watching like a One Tree Hill episode. What? Yeah, this is like, a t- this is when like pre like, yeah, there's no streaming, right? So you're just like flipping the channels. And I was watching One Tree Hill and I caught live the infamous episode where a dog eats a human heart that falls uh, out oh, of a... Oh, yeah! Oh my God! Like he yeah, falls out of like a cooler uh, in like a waiting room. So it's like, there's like the villain. I think it's like a dad. I forget like who he was. But um, he's like needs this surgery, needs like this transplant really badly, and he's just sitting in a wheelchair, like in the waiting room, like he's like about to go into surgery, and they're like, "Oh, let's leave him on the wheelchair," and they're like running, they're like, "We have a heart, we have a heart," and like the guy who has the heart like trips on something on the floor. It was it was it was a dog's leash. Yeah, it no, it's the, the dog's dog. leash across the hallway of of the of the ward or yes, of the waiting yes. room. Yes. Yes, exactly. So, like, he goes, he's got the leash. He, the guy, the doctor trips. The heart just flies out of this, like, looks like a cooler that you buy yeah, from, yeah. like, Walmart. Like, it's a Walmart. It's a fucking ice box where a bunch of people on a pontoon are drinking <laughs> silver bullets out of. Yeah. yeah this, this is a, it's what you put Colt 45 into. Is what right. they exactly. <laughs> and you know? a human heart flies out. And the fucking dog just... Yeah, and the dog goes in, like, and immediately the dog's, like, which for some reason he's on a leash, and now he's off a leash, runs over the heart, grabs it, like, just, like, you know, eats it, and then runs away, and then the guy who's supposed to get the surgery just looks, and he's, like, like, oh, my God. Like, and then what's so funny is the lead character, who's a character named Lucas Scott, played by Chad Michael Murray, happens to, like, walk in, and it's the, I think it's ended up that it was his dad was the uh, the guy who was supposed to get the heart surgery and he just looks at his dad so disapprovingly like you know what you deserve this and then walks out of the- <laughs> are you sure that wasn't scrubs dude no this is this is one tree hill all right this is one tree hill there's a whole like i remember a couple of years ago seeing it like pop up because it like pops up on like tv twitter every once in a while so the ringer did a whole oral history of the like that scene and like how it became like a scene in the show play the clip we're gonna play the clip i just want you to live react yeah yeah let's let's look at it together and then we'll 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 start the we'll start playing the clip here in three two one (laughs) (laughs) okay the dog is just got away it's still he could have grabbed the dog lucas could have grabbed the dog that's a father and son look he totally did look at him like you deserve it (laughs) was the the whole point was that he was just like a terrible dad or like he's just an awful person so it's sort of like god did this five episodes of this almost 200 episode show (laughs) like it's it's the show where like it's 
it rocked so that like Riverdale could run because Riverdale oh, is yeah, okay, yeah. full of these moments where it's just like, oh, like the, the same actor, Chad Michael Murray, who plays the son in that clip, is in Riverdale and he plays a cult leader. And he the way his character dies is that he like convinces his followers that he's going to like go to the moon and then they like he wheels out this like big red rocket like this obscene like like this can't go to space it's just like a and he's dressed like yeah evil Knievel like and very much that and he's like oh, yeah. I'm gonna do it I'm gonna I'm gonna fly to the moon you know I'm gonna show you people like this is you know I am you know the gods like you know, ear, I'm and the then immediately, yeah, yeah. and then he immediately just dies. <laughs> like, he immediately, like, is Same. killed off. What the um, fuck? I, I don't know what they were smoking, but apparently uh, they were smoking something good. I have uh, some news about Hank the Tank, a, uh, a thieving bear in Colorado. Oh, they kill Hank the Tank? No. He, he's responsible for 21 home break-ins. stuff <laughs> <laughs> like Tahoe. He's just a big... You know, if if boy. Robert was in Lake Tahoe right now, that Hank the Tank would be stopped with his yeah. own bare hands. <laughs> oh Robert would it. storm in there with a sleeveless hoodie, hoodie drawn on his sleeveless hoodie, fists akimbo, mm. ready to fucking slice the black bears. Yeah, the the, the fucking like eight hundred pound black bear, like the biggest around. He said, "Roy, you ready to you ready to get fed a knuckle sandwich, you little fucking thief." And uh, he, the bear would, of course, instinctually cower at seeing Robert Delilah in a sleeveless Raiders hoodie. Of course, ready to ready to throw down, ready to box. Uh, any Bruin worth their salt I've ever seen would surely turn at the sight of such a, a grotesquely manly figure. Thank God we had that PowerPoint to remind us of of just how dangerous these animals are, so we can let professionals like Robert handle them. Yeah, you know it. You know it. Yeah, well, at least he's not dead because, Hank, you know, you can't give a bear the name Hank the Tank and then be like, yeah, so uh, we shot him. Like, we shot Hank the Tank. <laughs> yeah, we'd be having another Harambe situation on our hands. Yeah, I don't think our people would not be happy. You know, I, I heard rumor is that they're going to replace the bear on the California state flag with Hank the Tank. Really? I've heard that same yeah. rumor. In fact, I think I can confirm it. I have some friends at the, the state judiciary. They're going to vote on it soon. Yeah, the state Congress, yeah. It would be a very American thing for uh, the state flag of of uh, California to just get replaced by a fatter bear. Yeah. Well, it'll say in Hank we trust on the bottom. In <laughs> Hank we trust. Hank, 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 Hank. Hank. Uh, yeah. Did you guys think that Harambe is responsible for the MGTOW movement? A movement in 2015-2016 where, if I'm not mistaken... Guys who couldn't get pussy swore off pussy. You know, they're called volcells now, but they were voluntary celibates. Guys who refused to try to get laid. They would do like Shannon hockey guy style videos where they'd have a whiteboard behind them talking about the benefits to not porking broads and working on yourself like some sort of fucking <laughs> monastery worker. I can now tend my beer garden, brew micro brews. I have a car. <laughs> and people did like parodies of that where they were just like, and I can hear your thoughts right now. Well, that was the semen retention coupling, which I think was marvelous. Which is, yeah, kind of part and parcel for, for the Volsal slash, I guess, I guess the, the men going their own way. What, what philosopher said that masturbating drained men, drained men of their good humors, Robert? Was it, uh, was it Socrates? Or? <laughs> it certainly wasn't Diogenes. It might have been Diogenes. Well, Diogenes like famously jerked off in public, so I don't think it was him. Well, he he can say that masturbating drained men of their good humors while doing it. He was always in a bad mood. 
<laughs> he was just like, I'm doing this on purpose. <laughs> 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 like he's like jerking it to some woman and Alexander the Great's just like, it's great to know you. Is there anything I can do for you? He's like, get out of the way. <laughs> get out of the way. She's got some fat tits. Uh, Rousseau, Kant, Mark Twain. Uh, yeah, I could believe Kant. I, I could believe Kant said that, but you know, that's that's. I think Kant was just afraid of sex. I think it was Kant because they're saying uh, when you look up philosopher and masturbate in the same sentence, Diogenes is going to come up. What what drives him? Do you think that if, that if Diogenes lived in modern times, he would be like a coomer? Like he would be the jelking philosopher. Would he be like in a sissy <laughs> hypno? Yeah, he would do everything. His entire life's purpose would be like the higher, the highest form of masturbation. And then the yeah. rest of the time, he'd just be like, you know what? Politics kind of suck right now. I don't oh, so, vote. What yeah, are you talking about? Yeah, listen, I'm a legacy. All right. All right. Don't ask questions. What legacy? The fucking craft cheese legacy. The Velveeta cheese legacy. Uh, <laughs> Damn it, we're back. <laughs> anyway, Harper, what, okay, so your your prompt going back to the segment that we tried to have. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I guess I, I kind of saw in slow motion how much uh I kind of saw in slow motion like the the slow like turn from community into Rick and Morty. Uh Dan Harmon's obsession with incest. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's put a lot of incest on on all of his shows now that I think about it. Right? It's like bad. Oh, oh, that reminds me. Uh not to like throw you back too far or anything cuz I know this would have been like 2 weeks ago at this point, but did you guys see that the Island Boys are making out on their TikTok like in an incestuous kind of way to sell? <laughs> of course they are. Well, of one of them is gay now. One of them came out. I think they're both gay I if they're making out. <clears throat> <laughs> well, one's doing it for content, the other's doing it for other no. reasons. What? That's okay. I feel like we don't we talk about sort of... how depraved YouTubers are. Like, it's not just being gay. That's like a, a further step, a like further in the wrong step. direction. <laughs> a fr- I, I, I maybe not the the wrong phrasing uh, there, <laughs> but yes, it is not incest. It's not good, guys. I don't. I feel like you should have learned this by being now. Gay is is like related to being incestuous well I'm people made that, that case a lot when you know before when? you know historically yeah name three times what do you mean historically <laughs> historically <laughs> yeah, robert people can just say that without like, substantiating <laughs> you know historically you know like historically like you know back in the roman times it was okay to make out with your brother I you're like say, what? no that's not what i'm saying you i'm saying stop historically and stop remembering the names of creators of tv shows from the 2000s all right historically like legal statutes would include within the same statute homosexuality with things like incest or bestiality that is just history no <laughs> no, it's just great argument. However, nuh-uh. however, have you considered? Fuck off. Yeah, have you considered that uh, J. Edgar Hoover was uh, the president of eating ass? Um, have you considered that he liked dressing up in in women's clothes? Have you considered that four out of uh, the of all the future presidents or four future presidents were on the on in Dallas in nineteen sixty three? 
Oh wow! The same day, yeah. You could have uh, could have really made that uh, a more succinct sentence. Uh, in yeah. The well, uh, my I have brain rot right now because yeah. I can't oh, remember God, yeah, anything guys. past this moment. Save yeah, it for you... the workshop, Malcolm. That was that was sick though. He's also ended several sentences and prepositions, multiple prepositions. <laughs> oh, oh, thanks, thanks. You know, you're not supposed to do that. Robert Delilah, the pre- yeah, the preposition king. Preposition. I my my old. Fucking English uh, professor would definitely have an issue with me ending sentences with prepositions because yeah, especially he... when you're supposed to be airlocked around the base of his cock. Heyo, <laughs> <laughs> got him. Uh, all right, we all know how peace. you passed that class. Oh, <clears throat> I mean, um, rest in peace. <laughs> rest in piss. Oh, no, um, rest in piss. Rest oh in boy, piss, Rip Bozo. Uh, I was gonna say, uh, I, you know. Justice in. Uh, Director William Friedkin has died today as of this recording. He is dead. He is no longer alive. Yes, yes. Very famous man. Famously has said that if he wasn't a director, he'd be a serial killer. He's one of my favorite directors of all time. One of my Uh, least favorite serial killers. (laughs) Very successful at uh, serial killing. Very successful at creating serial killers on film. Actually, I don't think he actually did a serial killer movie. No, I don't think he has. He did but, uh he did the French connection. He did uh, what else did he do? The Exorcist, he did Sorcerer, which is an amazing movie. Very interesting, famous movie, and and like basically one of the biggest flops of all time because it but, yeah. launched the same weekend as Star Wars. Yeah, but it's got one of the, the craziest sequences if you see like the truck on the, the bridge. On the bri- Oh my god. And, you know, he did Cruising. Actually, Cruising might have been a serial killer movie. Yeah, it is a serial killer movie. It's the well, uh, one with Al Pacino. I want to I want to say this. Uh he is also responsible for one of my favorite like behind the scenes clips of any like thing about film I've ever seen. I just want to say right now that this clip makes me laugh every single time that I watch it. It's incredible. It's the, basically it's about the process into which he cast the French Connection. This is like him remembering the casting process for The French Connection. Uh, and then it features some of the stars of that movie. It's two minutes long. We will start the recording in three, two, one. We're thinking about Gene Hackman. I th- instantly thought it was a bad idea. And, uh, but Zanuck said, look, you ought to meet with this guy. And it, we met, Phil and I had lunch with him at the Plaza Hotel at the Oak Room in New York. So I went in and I had lunch with him, and it was a great lunch. And I almost fell asleep at the lunch. I was not going to approve Gene Hackman. And Phil said, we have to or we're going to lose the movie. I, love I said, Phil, like a, a more you want to do this with Donald Hackman? Trump. I don't believe in it, he does get it done, I'll do it with you. We'll give it our best shot. <laughs> when it came to casting Jahan, I remember saying to Wiener, hey, did you see that what? movie Belle de Jour? Yeah, I said, let's get that French guy that was in Belle de Jour. What the hell's his name? And he said, I'll find out. And he then went out and he called me a day or so later and he said, the guy's name is, Fr- is Fernando Ray. And uh, he's available. I said, hire him. I went down to the airport and I didn't see anyone I recognized. And uh, I got paged and I went over to the paging desk. And there's this guy standing there who I did, in fact, recognize. <laughs> But he was clearly not the guy I was thinking of. And I remember thinking, what what is this? He says, hello, I am Fernando Rey. He says, you know, I'm not French, I'm Spanish. I didn't know that. 
<laughs> and he said, you know, my French is not very good either. I didn't know that. Not <laughs> I got him to his hotel and got him checked in. And I went to the phone in the lobby. And I called D'Antoni and Wiener, who were at our production office mm -hmm. at Fox on the west side of Manhattan. And I said, you assholes. You fucking morons. I said, this is the wrong guy. I said, what? I said, this isn't the guy. He said, what do you mean? I said, that's not the guy in Belle de Jour. So I now had as the two leads of this picture, two people that I wasn't crazy about, that I thought were wrong for the part, both of them. After we introduced and sat down at the table, we began to talk about the case itself. I said, you're the guy. You are, he didn't read for it. He didn't audition. I said, yeah, that's the guy. Get him. <laughs> this, this is my new favorite director. I can't believe he's dead. <laughs> this guy is full of these quotes. Holy like, William Friedkin is just, just an all, was an all-timer. Like, this guy talked shit like, he, the whole time. He's a giant asshole, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's an incredible asshole. Like, <clears throat> but he's like a lovable asshole. Like, he's oh, one yeah, of those absolutely. guys where you're like, but he has apparently got a, you know, he died. He just finished making a movie that's coming out, I guess, either later this year or early next year. Mutiny Court Martial. Yes. sound. <laughs> it's based on a play. Yeah, this one was just one of those ones where you're like, it's, it's so funny. Oh, he also directed an episode of Tales from the Crypt. I, I don't know. He just seems like a, an upstanding guy. I, my favorite part of that especially is like where he details casting two people that he, he didn't like at all. Then he goes back to his people and goes, you assholes, <laughs> you, you morons. <laughs> and, and the French Connection is, if not, is his popular and one of the most famous movies of all time. <laughs> yeah, it's like an incredible movie that like no one would ever be like, oh, this is, you know, like, oh, he, he got that, it that wrong. Movie's perfect casting. He's it's talking perfect about Roy, Roy Schneider. He's literally just like, didn't even let him read. Just saw him was just like, ah, sure. He's the right guy. <laughs> My other favorite is he did an interview with um, with MovieWeb.com, and this is what the uh, the transcript was. Uh, it goes, William Friedkin, he goes, we don't know how long these DVDs or Blu-rays uh, Blu will last. And then MovieWeb, the like reporter, is like, according to Oliver Stone, they're only supposed to last 10 years. And then William Friedkin goes, how the fuck does he know? And then MovieWeb <laughs> goes, I don't know, but I think that's pretty funny. Seriously, 10 years is what he said. And then William Friedkin goes, he's full of shit. Has anyone been able to prove that yet? Where's the proof? I have DVDs that are 10 years old now. I have DVDs from 1999 or 1998. They still work just fine. How does he know they last 10 years? And then the reporter goes, I think at the time he said that he didn't want people to buy Alexander on DVD. And then William Friedkin goes, fuck him and Alexander. Also, that is absolutely <laughs> insane that anyone thought that that fucking DVD was only going to last 10 years. <laughs> That's like awesome, he's right, dude. like he's right, but I just also love the fact that he was just taking shots at Oliver Stone, <laughs> like just talking to a random reporter, like an internet reporter, like that probably it exchanged like happened over Skype. <laughs> like, I bet if you went through his Twitter with a fine tooth comb, you'd probably uh, find some good shit. <laughs> with uh, genuine rest in pieces from the signed book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anybody else died? Uh... <laughs> I mean, Angus Cloud, rest in peace, Angus Cloud. Oh, yeah, from ago. Euphoria, he's dead. Yeah, that's that's more of a tragedy. But this one, William Friedkin, it's like, I mean, he directed a movie in the last year of his life. So it's like, you know, how it, else do you want to go? 
is euphoria is it going to be like glee where just a bunch of its stars die like intermittently over the years i don't know i think it's going to be more like glee in the fact that every girl that you date is going to make you watch at least an episode before you're like i can't stand right oh my god i can't fucking stand watching glee i can't stand listening to these fucking nerds sing these fucking songs and if i don't get top while i'm watching this i'm gonna dump you <laughs> you even remember the pilot of Glee Harper? It is insane. Oh uh, no, I was getting my dick sucked. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I, yeah, there was a girl I, was, I liked and it was I watched Glee and then I also watched True Blood. <laughs> oh was, yeah, yeah, she got awesome. your ass at that one. And then and then I got hooked on True Blood and watched two seasons of that show. <laughs> I had a show. I had a girlfriend who yeah, also made me watch True Blood and I hated it so no, you didn't much. like it, it wasn't no bad. i i and i was like in a decent like i was young enough that vampires should be really cool to me and i was just like this yeah, is been okay i think it was because it was set in the south well our generation had like vampires kind of fucked with us because yeah. it was like we had like this run of really cheesy vampire fiction where it was like twilight it's true Buffy blood the vampire slayer the yeah, a lot of think, anime that we, you know, we don't talk vampire about on Hunter this podcast. D. The Vampire Diaries on CW, oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, Kelsey. like, oh, I would say Buffy the Vampire Slayer was like, I feel like I'm really good. too young for that. Like, cause I, I feel like that's like all the Gen Xers are seem to be obsessed with that show. And apparently Harper as well. Um, My sister is absolutely obsessed with. No, that Buffy Robert the is Slayer. not telling the truth at all. Robert used to watch Buffy the Vampire oh, yeah. Slayer DVDs with me. I did. It was like Trojan horse to me because like it's a CW show. No, no. Let me explain. Let, it's funny. Stupid. Fucking it's a it got Trojan horse to me because it's a CW show and it 99% of the fucking content of the show is just like, oh, my God, she said, what? My boyfriend's mean. <laughs> and the rest of it, like, is the cool shit. And I got in to watch the cool shit and it did not. It, it, it I was not done any favors. Anyway, I still sometimes get the songs from the musical episodes stuck in my head, mostly because my sister sings them. It was a cool show, Malcolm. Fuck you. It was fun. I say it was a bad show. I just said like it's just like a show that a lot of people older than me got really obsessed with, but I just felt like I just missed it. Like it was just one of those like you know it's a a ship at night. It just like sailed by, and I really? just wasn't in. Uh, yeah, I just wasn't into it. I think I got like at the time people were watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I was watching things like episodes of one tree hill and then lost <laughs> like That's that was insane to admit Malcolm's over like watching prestige television while harper and i are just like yeah buffy get him get the vampire holy fuck stargate sg1's on rubber oh shit they oh, show reruns of tng in terms of like tv i watch nowadays i'm not even sure what are are you guys watching anything that you're enjoying right now because yeah i'm watching a lot of stuff i got a lot of recommendations but the problem is there's so much television that like you you recommend something to someone and they go that show exists i'm like yeah there's four seasons of it like has any have any of you watched the righteous gemstones on hbo i I know of of it i haven't seen any episodes so good it's so funny Danny McBride is like right, Danny McBride's the writer, director, stars in it. Like it's oh, it's all about like mega churches. But what's so great about it is like it's all about like mega churches making fun of like the Joel Osteen types. And then they'll be like, oh, here's a uh, 
just a chase sequence with a monster truck for an episode. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like there's these crazy action scenes that just happen. I absolutely love it. Slow horses, uh, Apple, super bright, uh, you know, kind of lighthearted, but still uh, spy show uh, with Gary Oldman. It's, you know, there's like a ton of stuff. I think the one thing with the writer's strike that's going to help, I don't know, with everything is that people are actually going to go back and watch shows that they like feel like they missed when they were coming out initially. So what you're saying is that the SAG-NAFTA strike is a good thing and you hope it doesn't end? <laughs> I hope Hollywood gets burned to the ground. Therefore, they can only use CG pictures of me. Fat Cat McCloud raking in the dosh. You remember the Vampire Diaries? Well, what about the Malcolm Diary? Bubby the Vampire Slayer? What about Bubby the Malcolm Slayer? He's <laughs> fucking big wig corporate endorsement guy, just like, baby, 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 I need a show to recommend on my huge podcast. Yeah, <laughs> sign fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something with a something with a perennial hanger on who's never been a star in his own right. What's that, Danny McBride? Perfect. He's a Dude. star in his own right. <laughs> he's a very funny man, but yeah, I don't think he's actually. I'll agree with Harper in this one that he hasn't really had a a front yeah, and center role in a very because long you haven't time. watched Eastbound and Down, you haven't watched Vice Principals, and you haven't watched The Righteous Gemstones. Well, I've watched Your Highness, and that's enough for me. Yeah, don't watch his movie. Like that movie is not good. Um, <laughs> you know, it should be uh, Your Malcolmness, if you know what I mean. The um, only movie we watched when I was in town last, Malcolm, was Cocaine Bear, and. I will, I'll be the first to admit it. I'm the worst kind of friend for rec- recommending shit to, because I will <laughs> never watch what you recommend to me. <laughs> I just that you know, that movie would have benefited from Robert in it, fighting the cocaine bear. Which is bear <laughs> you are fighting movies. for the cocaine. <laughs> like we're, yeah. That's the thing. Like, you know, there's all these like stories of like, you know, bears and humans doing boxing matches in Russia. Why wasn't there a boxing match in the movie? Like, like imagine if like it was the just... UN controls those nowadays, because that's literally just animal abuse. I wouldn't put the UN in charge. They have a whole division for animal cruelty and, uh, you know. So uh, I, I do have a question of Malcolm. There is another Barbenheimer episode they're trying to push where they debut two very different movies in the same day in the hopes that they'll attract uh, the same audience to see them twice. Uh, this time with Saw 10 and the Paw Patrol movie, they're calling it Saw Patrol. Will that you is, that is, no. That's no, forced. That doesn't, no. That's not or, organic. Do you think it's forced? <laughs> do you think so? That is, okay, there's one thing with Barbie and Oppenheimer where people are just like, oh, there might be an adult spin on Barbie. I don't think there's any, like, crossover. You're gonna, like, scar a generation of kids just like, let's go see Paw Patrol. Okay. But Daddy's gonna see his own movie after. <laughs> I can't roll my R's, all right? So I just... There's no reason that not being able to roll your R's should lead to the pronunciation of anaconda as anaconda. (laughs) Come on, I actually had had something I wanted to talk about with you guys. Yeah, yeah, what's up? I've been hearing this more and more lately because the the collective eye has fallen upon this quote. Uh, You know that really roundabout one about Sisyphus, Robert, where they say one must imagine Sisyphus happy? Okay. I think that's bullshit, right? Because I, I get like the meaning of it is is well intended, but it just sounds like something my boss tells me to get through another thirty hours of reports. I can't be happy picturing Sisyphus doing thirty hours of reports, let alone pushing a boulder up a hill for eternity, right? So I guess what I'm saying is, you're gay. 
this uh do you have a segment uh, <laughs> it's just i'm just uh i have read the myth of sisyphus by oh, albert yeah, you have. of course you have what haven't you fucking read uh, a lot more than i'd like to admit i was saying that i left it wide open for you boys i think we must imagine sisyphus yoked out coked up and uh full cum amen brother with a sleeveless hoodie on Doing yeah, the, the LA <laughs> six plates at the LA Fitness. Yeah, and his and his, and his Walkman is Blair's the music, Walkman. and I won't back down. What kind of music do you listen to at the gym? Not that. I hope not. You're gonna get beat up. It's like that. No wonder he can't make any gains. He's listening to terrible music. Yeah, that's what it's <laughs> He's he's listening to Boomercore. <laughs> you know what they hear is fucking. Johnny Cash. Oh, it's dark as a dungeon down in the mine. I, I, I would listen to that song. Maybe not at the gym, but I would listen to it. That's his jerk off music. Yeah, yeah, no, that's yeah, that's the jelk core. Jelk core. And I'm singing, and I'm stroking, and the wind's outside of blowing. <laughs> so and Robert, it's a mighty warm in here. Can't, bring it away, Harper. Bring it away. It's far away. Take it. Take it as far as you Get can. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Robert, 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 as your uh, agent, I have to say, unfortunate news, I have dropped you from my client. <laughs> no, that's, you know what? That's yeah, he's going to replace you. That this is, is completely I've been replacing I've Harper. been replaced by a CG model of you. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, Harper, baby, baby, are you looking for representation? Uh, well, boy, am I ever, Mr. Malcolm McLeod. You don't have to use my last name. I'm more of a prince figure. Just call me Malcolm. Sure thing. The artist formerly known as Malcolm. Listen, kid, I need you to uh, bully uh, Robert into uh, doing a segment or reading from the forms, all right? The form question. <laughs> yeah, we got to read the forms. Hey, two by four. Why don't you read a form question, huh? <laughs> Why don't you eat a sandwich? I was going to do a segment, but we had funnier shit. Well, that doesn't help. We're out of funny shit, so start reading the segment, twerp. Is a segment or the, the, the autofill? The form is the segment. Autofill. Listen, there's a lot of uh, filler right now, so you should, should just get we, to it. We are dying. Please, Robert. Okay, we have a response from a little man named Matthew, and his, his suggestion for music is Expert in a Dying Field by The Baths. Thank you for your suggestion. Uh, his uh, statement, this is more less of a question, more of a statement, and it is, there's a runaway trolley barreling down the railway tracks. Ahead on the tracks is a film professor. Did he give us the trolley problem? No, it just let me finish. It's, it's the trolley right. problem, but it's, it's different. Ahead on the tracks is a film professor who will give you a very good grade. On the other track is your current film professor who will only give you an okay grade. Next to you is Sasha. If you sucker punch him, he will fall into the switch and the trolley will go down the second track, killing your current professor, resulting in you getting an excellent grade in your film crows. Do you sucker punch Sasha? 
Uh, every time. <laughs> you didn't even think about it. <laughs> you just had an opportunity to punch Sasha. You're going to punch Sasha and murder a man. Not related. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he's not going to give you a very good grade, all right? Sasha will understand it, all right? Sasha is an artist. You fucking Oppenheimer trying to kill his college professor. Apparently, that's not a verified story, and uh, the legacy of Oppenheimer. Did they put very... it in the movie? I still have Yeah, they seen put it in the movie. Yeah, it's the first thing. like the first they... thing, yeah. Yeah, oh, it's the first funny. Yeah, he immediately they open up. He's like, our hero will try to kill his professor. Wait, wait, wait. What do you mean our hero will try to kill his professor? Did they have like a fucking Quentin Tarantino voiceover? <laughs> no. Sick. But, I, but in my mind, I'm the hero movie? of the trolley question. So I would just leave Saucer to his own devices. I'm sure he would choose correctly, generally speaking. And frankly, the unbearable shame of knowing I was complicit in the murder of a man through my actions instead of inactions might be more intolerable. To me. So you would rather you would choose inaction over action because you believe you can uh, avoid some of the moral culpability. One of it. must imagine Sasha happy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't want to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> I sucker punch the fucker. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, someone who gets it. <laughs> I punch Sasha husband. <laughs> I don't care about the grade. I probably didn't even notice the train. <laughs> you guys are messed up. Sasha, put in some sound effects like you're rolling a boulder uphill for as for eternity as punishment. Yeah, yeah, like like a millstone, and you're just like listen. The way Sasha gets uh, is okay with it, and he can confirm that you, Sasha, had this uh, your confirmation is that if you sucker punch him for the trolley (laughs) problem, he will sucker punch you at your wedding. Oh, Ah. okay, nice. Well, I'm never getting married then. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> jokes on you sasha i'm staying single forever i'm a volsa <laughs> yeah just, thanks to sasha and the trolley problem i've become a volsa <laughs> oh no i really don't feel like going out today guys it's just i'm really depressed about being in the matrix <laughs> i really don't think i jelked enough today the reality <laughs> if i had a boy i hope his he would have been as strong as andrew tate Sorry, guys. I just got out of Catholic Mass, and I have to meet my catboy date in about thirty <laughs> minutes, so I can't do the podcast. Oh man! What did the uh, did the submission person uh, give them a uh, give a name and a song? I did. I said that originally. Oh. It was Matthew, and it was "Expert in a Dying Field" by the Beths. It's a good song. Just because you don't fucking listen to me, Malcolm. <laughs> I listen to you, but you know what? I don't respect you anymore. You know what? Most people don't after a night with me. He li- he li- <laughs> now he's listening to me. I, when I turn up, make it about Robert. No, joke. Oh, yeah, Jesus. <laughs> this is getting, we are getting way off track. We got to cut. We got to end it or cut something. You know what? Because of that, the Arizona Coyotes are officially moving to Salt Lake City. Beef rock to substancja przypominająca napój smakuje jak zielone Jolly Ranchers.